Oh, yeah. Thank you, Bad Mary, for that too sweet playing. Welcome to U.S. Comics Cast, episode 87. Two topics, one interview, 90 minutes for the people. I am John Rivera, the CEO and co-founder of U.S. Comics. If he is the CEO, that must make me the COO and other co-founder, Charlie, don't call me Boom Boom unless you want to, re-freaking-Vera. John, my most excellent of brothers. That's me. How is your comic book day? Listen, I cannot complain. As far as comic book days go, it's a good one. Do you know why, though? Uh, I have a suspicion. Do you really? Because I'm looking at you. It doesn't really look like you do. Last week, you left me completely in the dark to the greatest surprise ever. That's right. So let's not bury the lead anymore. What do you got for us? What do you got for us, man? All I'm going to say is that you would have to be completely out of the know to not know that this upcoming third season of American Gods is going to be getting some dope new introductions, and we just happen to have one of them with us now. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Ashley Reyes. Hey! Muppet Arms. Yes. Ashley, thank you so much for joining us. Hello. Thank you for having me. Oh, uh, you're crazy. Do you want to replace John on the show? Already? You can do this week after week. Come on. Oh, my gosh. How exciting. I have a new job. Come on, dude. Like, at Come on, John. It's COVID, bro. People typically, need we get to the 30 minute mark before you're offering to replace me, dude. You, you're just well, out of control right now. No one told you not to throw on awesome overalls. You have the choice. That's you have the fair. cool hat. That's, the hat loses to the overalls. All right. Well, I mean, the fact Everything. of the matter is. I am not joining American Gods. Ashley is joining American Gods. Ash, I don't know if this has happened yet, but I have got to congratulate you from the from the bottom of my heart. I cannot be more proud of Ashley Race. Charlie, I mean, you know, everybody listening and watching, Ashley and I go way back. Way we go back, back to SPAC. We go back to the theater stage. We go back to white chocolate and coconut gross candy <laughs> from next door. That's how far we go back. I'm so proud of this young woman here. Um, Ashley, it's so awesome. I mean, and again, before we even let her start rambling, because Ashley will take over. Um, Ashley, I mean, straight out of high school, is a home run hitter. Right, she goes over to the London Academy of Music and Dramatic Arts. When people saw her, Ashley, you're not going over there. She said, Oh, word, hold on a second, I'm gone. Yeah, yeah, I'm over here now, I'm over here now. Boogaloo, and um, they say, All right, Ashley, not, not, not a bad job, pretty good, pretty good. Uh, but you know what, though, now you want to go do your thing on Broadway, it's very hard, Ashley. You got to prepare yourself. What, oh, you're on Broadway already? Yeah, that's right. The play that goes wrong, Ashley was boom right there, Broadway debut. I was there. I was mm-hmm. there to see it. Off Broadway to Broadway. Unbelievable. So you know what? Just when you think, here she is, the height of heights. She says, hold on a second. Overdrive. Kapam! 
I'm going to be on American Gods. Unbelievable. Like, rookie of the year status <laughs> doesn't even come close to saying what this woman is doing. I, I, like, I mean, we, we can interview for days, but I guess the first question is, how the hell did you do it? I mean, first of all, thank you. I am blushing right now. <laughs> um, that is probably the nicest introduction anyone has ever given me um Listen, it, it, it'll look a little long on a business card but get it but done that, it, it, that'll be good to hand out i'm just gonna have you write my imdb page that's fine that's fine <laughs> nothing but time but uh yeah just a lot of luck <laughs> just a a whole lot of luck and uh yeah i mean you remember me probably better than I, I probably didn't even have memory when I met you. <laughs> I was I was so young. So yeah, like, I don't know, you know me. I just played around until people kept wanting to, to give me jobs. <laughs> so. That's the secret, ladies and gentlemen. You know, and it's funny too, because um, I, I think literally maybe the first time that we met, you were taking a nap in the downstairs dressing room on a couch that if it had four legs and it didn't, if it had four legs could have gotten up and walking away on its own. Yeah. I mean, it was just, vile. Just <laughs> <laughs> and I loved that couch. <laughs> that's the, that, where that's I feel how they are. Those are the best ones. Yeah. Unbelievable. Every, every vile, time. But I love you. Unbelievable. I, you, you know, what's crazy about this, Ashley, uh, well, while while you and John have you know you've worked together in the past, you and I have definitely met, but it was never in a capacity to be like, let's be MySpace friends. Yeah. So I quite literally <laughs> added you, like I on Instagram, I follow you based on the casting announcement of American Gods. So one day John That's is like is like, oh man, you found Ashley online, and I was like, who? <laughs> I was hoping I'd see like behind the scene photos for season three. And John's like, no, bro, I, like Ashley. And I'm like, yeah, who? What's go what are you talking about? So I like I had this not not meltdown, but it's one of these weird things that like I went through the steps of like follow you on Instagram, get followed back. And I'm like, holy shit, she's like not aware that she's about to be like, like, well, like people are going to start annoying her on social media. Like she's dumb. I don't know. And, and meanwhile, and John's Charlie like, oh, Wong how will be great. the first one. My friend and, and my, and my little big brother are getting along. And I was just like, I had no goddamn idea. I was just like, oh, this, this looks rad. And then immediately I started harassing him for what he knew. Yeah. But you're fully yeah. ready for every interview yeah. that'll follow this because I tried my best and you've yet to give a single detail. So I, I, I want to just start throwing out. <laughs> I, I, I had to write like a list of like a hundred questions and I just erased ones that were like definitely not going to get answered because I'm like, <laughs> what happened in the last scene of the last episode? Describe <laughs> it in vivid detail. Um, but I, I want to start here, Ashley. Mm -hmm. Did you did you read uh, the comics, or have you did you watch season one and season two before getting the? Uh, I imagine you auditioned, um, mm -hmm. or or did they pluck you 
off of Broadway. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'll ask the first part first, because that's the better way. <laughs> Were you familiar with uh, the source material um, or the TV show? Um, well, it's actually, so I was a Neil Gaiman fan growing up. Like Coraline was the first book I'd read. Yeah, it was the first book. I was in fourth grade and I read it and I read it over and over again. I totally fell in love with it. I thought, you know, this is brilliant. Um, and so when American Gods came out a few years ago, I said to my dad, I was like, oh, let's watch it. Let's do it. I think I was just home from college. I had just gotten back. I was like, oh, let's watch it. And so we sit down to watch the first episode. And within the first half an hour, a man gets eaten by Bill Quist's vagina. Yeah. And I looked at my dad and I was like, well, we probably can't finish this episode. <laughs> and we were both like, mm, yeah, probably never watching that together again. And probably watching it never again. Because that was a scarring, traumatic experience. <laughs> Um, so then a few years go by, I still haven't watched the show and, uh, I get this audition through from my agent and it says, I don't know if I can say the, the, um, the pseudonym word, I guess would be the word. And, uh, so I get this tape that's a made up name mm-hmm. and it, it says, you know, I have to sign all these nine disclosure things and I don't know what it's for. And I start reading the description and it starts saying Wednesday and Shadow Moon. And I was like, Ooh. I know this. I'm familiar. And I get one page. Um, it is um, a one page scene. But it says that it's a series regular. And I was like, they're giving me one page to do for a series regular? <laughs> like, that, they, well, There was no chance that they would be considering me at all. So I was actually hungover. And I woke up that morning and I was like, oh my gosh, I have this tape to do. I'm in my living room and I pull out the blue screen and everything. I'm wearing a beanie and a leather jacket and I look like a mess. And I'm doing this one page method, very method. (laughs) And um, I send it in, didn't hear anything for like a week. And then a week later I get, an email being like, hey, so the producers saw your tape and they have some notes, but super chill from a casting director. He's like, it's probably nothing. Just <laughs> just here are the notes. Um, you can either come in or you can tape it again from your living room. And I'm like, okay. So I tape it again from my living room. Sure. With the notes, which the note from the studio was put a little sparkle in it. All right. That that's, that's very similar. To Les Yeager. That's what that note really <laughs> That's meant. That's what that means is don't go out the night before. And uh, so I do it from my living room. And a few days later, I'm on the subway. And my agent calls and she's like, are you, are you like sitting down right now? And I'm like, okay, uh, no. So I was like, I'm on the train. She goes, get off the train. And so I get off the train and... She's like, okay, this has not happened to me before. But I had also auditioned for another TV show that I was was getting close to. And she was like, that other TV show is thinking of offering you and American Gods wants to test you, but they're not sure what's going to happen because they both know about each other. Like both shows know that they're... 
so my brilliant manager, thank you, Tiffany, I love you, um, tells them and starts a bidding war pretty much. And the next morning I get a call saying American Gods is not going to test you. They are going to offer you a series regular. You are going to have a title card. You are going to have to go to Toronto in two weeks. You have to uproot your life. We They start fittings at the end of the week. And here you go. You're a series regular now. Congratulations. And I was like, I've never been on TV before. <laughs> that is the first act of every movie that ends with like, and when she got her 43rd Oscar, yeah, what yeah. the hell are you talking yeah. about? Like a little... Like wild. If if you had woken up and Ian McShane was <laughs> sitting at the end of your bed saying, like, I I've got it. If you woke up and like you just woke up to this, <gasps> I I have something to tell you. Like it would be more believable <laughs> than that. It's ridiculous. I mean, that's happening. I to me love before. you, Ashley, and and you know I'm a huge supporter since day one. But that movie will never get made because people are like, get the, the get out of here. Come on, especially in 2020. Come on, in 2020, that elicits one reaction. Yeah, that's yeah. Our, sure. mm -hmm. what, yeah. What, I, and I don't mean to cut off my my brother, but you do. What, you do. You're doing what's it on purpose. That, what? What is that moment? What, like, I wish I had my phone. I have a picture of the moment that I got the call. And we're going to drop that into the video for sure. <laughs> it's my face like this. <laughs> just, just shock. Utter <laughs> shock. I had also just got a dog three days before. Because I thought. I am never leaving New York. I'm doing the play that goes wrong for the rest of my life. <laughs> I'm going to get a companion. So I got my little scout. 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 Scout, She's social a media star. Social media star. Rightfully um, so. The other Scout Finch is her handle. Um, <laughs> nice. And yeah, so we left and went to Toronto about two weeks later. That's unbelievable. Is it, it legitimately is unbelievable. It's the craziest story. And I wish, I almost wish it wasn't true because every time <laughs> I say it to someone, they're like, no, there's Come no on. way. And I'm like, this, that is exactly what happened. If my manager, my agent, they were all like, this has never happened before, but this is happening. And honestly, I don't know if I'll believe it until the show comes out. <laughs> I actually, I have a, I have a quote. Like, oh, just wake I, up one morning. I, I knew it. I actually it's, have a quote from your team. It's, we gonna be rich. That's, <laughs> That's fucked up. That's weird that they wrote that. Yeah. You would think that they have a little bit more, a little bit more control over there. I mean, truly, as Charlie likes to tell people, I sometimes dabble in um, analogies here and there. Um, had you opened up a Wonka bar and found a golden ticket, quit. that would have been a more like accept like like people can digest like ah oh, good good for Charlie good run Charlie run home tell Grandpa Joe to get the hell out of bed like th this is just unbelievable. Now for us peons. Mm -hmm. Um, Neil Gaiman 
he's one of those artists that you just like you go all in for right so so for you it was Coraline um I as a big comic book head right um I had somehow or another played the world's best game of Frogger with Neil Gaiman's material for some reason or other I just I was just bouncing around not coming in contact with the 18 wheeler that was his talent Mm. until a common friend of ours and a contributor to us comics writer he's got a bunch of characters under his belt the very our very own jordan hugh first mm. i don't remember if it was for um the holidays or my birthday or what it was but this is a prized possession i don't keep many paperbacks because <laughs> come on let's go who am i a joke <laughs> But this I'll keep forever. So this book was given to me by our very own Jordan Hugh, uh, inscribed beautifully, which, you know, that's private, mind your business. But um, he, he, in essence, told me what a piece of gold this was and shamed me to a degree for not having known American gods. It is easily, and it fluctuates, but easily in my top three favorite books, uh, but also led me to the rest of his work, Sandman and, and, and death and, you know, diamond Faye. I mean, like it, forget about it. I'll, I'll let Charles really geek out about all of his content, but um, this is just one of those books where it's not enough to, to know it and to own it and be like, yeah, it, you know, it's like not wearing underwear one day and you keep it a secret. No, if you're not going to wear underwear to work, you're going to tell everybody about it. Like that's not a secret to be kept. So, this this copy stays with me always, but when you really love a book, you get your loners, right? So this is my loner, hardcover, can't be destroyed. It's like an Android phone, even though I have an iPhone. You, you can't mess it up. So the, the loner, you know, that that's people, if they haven't read it, I put this in their hands. I make a little, I make a little list for myself, like I was a public library, and I, I make sure I get it back. I insist. That people who, people who, um, you know, if they line up with my way of thinking in any way whatsoever, and they haven't read it, I make sure that it's done. So when I found out years ago that they were making a series out of it, um, you you know, I, I was personally of like two different opinions because when you really love something, mm. bands is probably the best analogy. Another analogy for Charlie because he doesn't understand things. Um, bands are the best analogy because when you really love a band, you love it, but to a degree, you kind of want to keep it a secret. Like you want to be a little bit, nah, this is just me. It's a, it's above your pay grade. But then on the other side of the coin, you, you desperately want to share just so people know how smart you are. So that's where I was. So Look what the, I discovered. Yeah, exactly. I took it out of the ground like oil. I'm a victim of that loader book because when the show got announced, I got hit upside the head with that book. Yeah, and and he hurts. said, you will read that in front of me. I will wait. And, I did, <laughs> and he did wait. And after many yeah. moons, I was all in. Like, oh. I remember, like, I turned like I turned to the channel and mm -hmm. I sat cross-leg style in front of my TV <laughs> and I waited for three days. I'm like, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's just, we'll just I'm wait not going to miss a moment. Just wait up now. No, Ash. Um, obviously, I've been following, and I have seen it. But officially, are we allowed to 
to drop character names or my like, character name has been announced. Okay. All right. um, the Go basic fishing. of what my character is has been announced. Work um yeah, so I play a character that isn't on who, who's not in the book. Um which, you know, people feel one way or another about. I totally get it, especially when it is this story. I get it. Like people are very precious about it. <laughs> so I play a character named Cordelia Diaz. Um and so Shadow goes off to Lakeside and Wednesday is kind of left to his own devices. And that's where I come in as a human. And uh, I don't know him pretty much at all, but I come in as, as a tech nerd, essentially. Oh, and and um, I help him in, I'm kind of like surrogate Shadow, I guess. Uh, while shadows in Lakeside, I become Wednesday's right hand. Um, oh my gosh, no hair there though. Yes, that that is something that I want to get to as well because um, when when series have long breaks, I live off production photos. I mm -hmm. live off of breakdowns. I live off of like synapses. And I'm the nerd. Yes. yes. <laughs> oh yeah. But yeah, no. Um, I obviously, asked you know, look, and, and I'm gonna speak as as the resident like love affair with with the book and the source material. Um, I also have like a, a mixed bag of emotions when um, when any content that I love already shakes things up, yeah. and um, the the short the short version of it is and and what I would throw at anybody, me personally, not you, because. You're above those conversations. Um, anybody who tried to, or who just brought up, like, oh, oh well, there's this character who doesn't, um, who doesn't appear in the book, and you just look at Australian face and be like, oh, you mean like, like Daryl Dixon, like how Daryl's not in the Walking Dead comics, but the like, Walking Dead, okay, he is yeah. the star of of basically the show, and mm -hmm. people would riot if something happened to him. Oh, you mean like that? So. I think you're in very great company for playing a, an introductory character. And ultimately, I can say just as a lover of the source material that when they make shifts like that, if you loved, you know, if you loved the source material, be it a comic, a, a novel, whatever, you know, whatever, they're giving you something extra now. Mm -hmm. Like how boring is it to sit through a story, like to sit through to sit through a family member story that you've heard fifty times before? You're like, ah, oh, yeah, I know. And then you, know, you hang out caught in the blender. I know, I've I've heard it. I get it. You slipped on a banana peel. Okay, super. If you were just, if you were just gonna sit there and listen to a retelling of the same damn thing from A to Z that you already knew, what 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 fun is there in that? Yeah. So, Things like this, the things that are new have to be they're, they're they're intrinsically exciting. They're 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 a bow. It's the it's the bow on the present. So that's yeah. how I see. It. Like I I can't wait to see your character play out because it's it's new. I I can recite most of the most of the book. So give me something new, please. For love of Jesus. Yeah. And I feel like when you've got a team like American Gods has, when you have Neil Gaiman still producing it, you know, still behind it, they're not going to let anything go through there that isn't going to serve the the full story. Like, I think a big part 
of why people were, you know, saying things was because it got a little bit off track. But at the end of the day, the story is going to come back to the story. So you just have to trust how these people are going to tell that story and make it so that it's a series and it keeps people's <laughs> interest and it humanizes gods that in a book are fully fleshed out because you can read their description on a page which you can't see when you're when you're watching a tv show yeah. you need yeah. other characters to show parts of characters that you wouldn't see it you know otherwise there's something inherent to an adaption like american gods has been that very much lends itself to needing more mm -hmm. you know it's it's Especially the way Neil Gaiman writes, he tells you so much in the detail that mm -hmm. that uh, uh, you know a description of a shirt yeah. winds up with huge subtext. But on the show, it's a shirt, mm -hmm. so like you need you sometimes need these new home. characters. They like pull it out of exactly. You know, yeah, it's, it, so, it's the yeah. showing, not the telling. And and also with something like American Gods, I need more than than a film. We talk about it all the time on mm -hmm. the show. Some stories do not fit in a two-hour time frame. And I'm personally a little sick of these movies coming out. They're like, it's three hours and 40 minutes. Like, that's a trilogy. <laughs> uh, flesh that out a little bit. I'll take three. Um, or they're like, it's, you know, it's not a, American Gods was never built as a miniseries. It wasn't supposed to be 10 and out. It's yeah. an ongoing yeah. Series yeah. and, and I know I'm I'm ridiculously excited and and I don't want to I don't want to shift gears too much but I'm gonna because it's what I do <laughs> I'm a little blown away with like when I personally got to connect the dots of of kind of seeing your 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 work and seeing you grow as a, a performer one thing it's it's kind of lame and I apologize for the for the compliment part don't worry I'll get to a mean part. <laughs> but it's 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 tremendous seeing a uh, uh, a kind of utility knife or or a uh, what's the knife with all the stuff in it, it has the toothpick Swiss Army knife a Swiss Army knife Good there Lord, you man. are with the analogies it's your job I wasn't trying to steal your gimmick not an analogy it's a definition sure um whatever I'm not good at word talking um when you have as many talents. As someone like you does, and don't do the modest thing where you're like, I'm a, no, I'm telling everyone, anyone who has a bidding war are freaking talented. I need to know something for my own <laughs> mental health. And I need to know, like, what's your most useless talent? Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> most of my life is a useless talent, except <laughs> for acting. Um, <laughs> Um, I, oh gosh, I, I mean, I, it would have to be something with food because I, other than acting, I'm pretty useless in most other ways. <laughs> I know how to judge time. So that way I can be late until I have to be somewhere. Do you know what I mean? Like you plan it out perfectly. I'll be like, okay, so this is going to take me five minutes. This is going to take me four and a half minutes. So that way I get there just on time. I'm really good at that. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that counts as a talent, dude. This is how lame the rest of my life is other than American Gods. That you literally just described frustrating me at a movie. 
Like that one person who shows up, be like, no, the trailers are like 11 <laughs> minutes, but I wanted to watch the trailers, Ashley. That's my favorite part. That's why I pay $43, you monster. Your power is being a monster, dude. Ashley's power is ruining Charlie's movie-going experience. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I got a superpower, bitch, but I'm a villain. What? That's me. I'm I'm villain. <laughs> I'm gonna write your IMDb now, and it's gonna start with the quote, "I'm a villain." There you have it, America. That's not bad. That's Honestly, it probably worked a ton. Honestly, Let me yeah. tell you, on the record, if I open up the next Neil Gaiman piece of work, and the opening line is "I am a villain," I'm suing you, sir. That's an automatic <laughs> lawsuit. Oh, myself, me all of the money. <laughs> I plan on stealing it. Oh, yeah. oh, that's fantastic. I um that I mean again, you just described you described my nightmare. So I'm gonna kick it to John because I'm I'm so. now sad. I'm bummed out. I'm phoning in the rest of this. Oh, I'm so sorry. You, you know what, Charlie? You, you cannot ask questions that you're afraid of the answers. Like you know, come on, you, you gotta. I need you to raise your game, sir. When so, you're right, you're right. <laughs> I do want to say that, um, you know, we speak about upcoming seasons, uh, you know, on the show, and we talk about new shows that are happening and, and coming to fruition. And we talk about certain networks, I feel, sometimes more often than others, just because it's, you know, in, in the common, whatever, like it, it's, it's in the conversation in nerddom. So we, we have to answer that bell. But one of the things that we we don't talk about enough is just stars in general. Stars, uh, I'll put it this way: when when streaming like really first became a thing, not even streaming, when um, when binging really really became a thing, stars was right there for me, man. Black <laughs> sales, yes. black sales was one of my very first true binges, and it was a binge. To the degree of, I turn into Ashley. I'm like, well, if I see how this mother sucker gets off the cannonball and uh, see if his leg doesn't get cut off, I'll only be 40 minutes late to work. And I could probably <laughs> explain that away by traffic or something along those lines. Um, Black sales was, was just dynamite. And I can't... Often we'll find ourselves admitting to things that we kind of like uh, look back on during the show and say, what? I shouldn't have admitted that, but I'll admit it. I'll, I'll put it out there. It took me far too long to realize that Black Sails was a prequel to Treasure Island. They say the names in the show, John. Like, are you paying attention at all? Like, if you put on closed caption for one episode, John, <laughs> you would have known it. But, um, um, you know, Black Sails, obviously uh, American gods. Um, Luther. For Charlie's damn sake, Ash versus the Evil Dead has has pulled Charlie from the from the depths of depression and sadness on more occasions than once, like a deadite holding onto your leg in the woods. Um, what has it been like production-wise, especially kind of in this COVID-crusted world that we're all living in? I mean, what was the the timeline like? I know I was on the I was Indiana Jones. You know, running from the boulder, 
grabbing my hat from under a, a wall. I, I I was just at PAX East like the day before the world shut down in March something. Mm -hmm. So like how how close were you to the precipice of all that? Um, we had just kind of wrapped primary shooting. We were a week away from our wrap party. Wow. And yeah, so I found out on the Saturday, I got a call from our line producer being like, hey, so I just got word that the border is going to be closing in a few days. We need to get you out ASAP before you're stuck here. I only had like a week left and it was only reshoots, two days of reshoots and one more day of ADR. And wow. um, I was like, oh my gosh, okay. And I thought I was going to be leaving on the Tuesday. She called me on the Saturday. Sunday I spent packing and then... She was like, we're going to need to get you out before. Um, so they were going to book a flight, but I had my dog and I don't have like she, I don't have flying stuff for her. <laughs> um, and uh, so I was like, I don't know what to do. And she was like, we're getting you a car. We have to, we've got to get you out of here. I don't drive. So they were, so this poor man had to drive me nine hours from Toronto to New York City. And I felt you so know, Zamboni. I would have done it. That sounds like a good ride. Put the dog up front, you nap in the back. And it was like I felt they were amazing about it. But That's you know, incredible. it's incredible. It was amazing. They were so great and so understanding. And they were like, we need to get you home. They got all of us home before they shut down the border, wow. which was great. Because I know a lot of people ended up getting stuck in Toronto on other shows. Okay. Uh, but all of us got home before they shut down the border. Wow. You were, you were almost a Canadian. Almost. Like you would, at this point, you would have been dope at hockey. I mean, <laughs> I did once. So. That's all it takes. <laughs> like, you know what, Ash? You're a goalie. Just just let the pads do the work. It's fine. I can just stand there and look like a gym. <laughs> she would be late to every game, but it would be fine. It's fine. I swear. Like, oh, we're three minutes into the first period, and there's Miss Reyes. Excellent. <laughs> it's 33 nothing. <laughs> she's straight <laughs> the ice. Uh, that's that, nuts. That's I, nuts. I, I, that's terrifying. Now, while in, like, the early days of it, were you guys like, this is nothing? The super flu. Oh, like, I was. Like I was like, this is going to be nothing. This is all going to blow over. I was telling my mom to go on a trip to Italy. I <laughs> I was like, you shouldn't cancel it. You oh, she is a super villain, Charlie. You were right. And she's like, girl. This was my plan. <laughs> and yeah, I was like, this is going to be fine. This is all going to blow over. It's such an overreaction. And then, you know, every everything. I mean, that's like, that was everybody's reaction. Again, I was in Boston. And it was as if, it was like it, it was the last board in Space Invaders. So you could like feel the COVID just coming down out of the sky. Mm -hmm. And I was mad that uh, companies were anybody who, who 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 doesn't know. So PAX East is like a very big uh, deal, com um, uh, video game like convention. It's like Comic Con but for video games. And um, you know, people are all dressed up, and and obviously I was there in the U.S comics capacity and i was there with uh one of our sponsors the sarge 
and and we were just ripping it up but sony pulled out like right at the last minute japan-based companies they they knew what the hell was going on um even facebook gaming who you know who was like promised a, a huge presence there they pulled out last minute as a company but everyone physically like the the people were already there so they said well we're here they in essence took over a restaurant that was like across the street from the stadium and said this is where we are if anybody wants to come and we will chill and talk and none none of us had any idea what it was precisely that we were dealing with and then now we've all been under house arrest <laughs> since that day but you know th that's one of those like wow like you woo, really you know it was a, a real close wow. type moment um and and yeah. again for a cast like yours you guys are you guys are from like all over in essence you know that i can't even imagine yeah. what that process yeah. was even like yeah poor guy yeah i think you wake up thinking much. you're a god one day and <laughs> mere mortals all of us yeah exactly <laughs> Despite despite what you play on television, um, where where you know the 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 clock always looms over. But um, sure. I have one more I have one more question for you. Um, my my favorite actor is is the legendary John Leguizamo. Oh. Um, no, a different John. My brother's favorite actor, clearly you. Actually, you're on American <laughs> God season three. Um, as a as an actor yourself. Who is your favorite actor? This is going to sound so cheesy, and I'm probably going to get emotional talking about it. Um, but you know, I hadn't, I hadn't seen Ian McShane in a lot of stuff before, and before that, it was like, you know, Andrew Scott. I think is brilliant. I want one of those little dolls. You got it. You got it. You got it. We we do little thank yous, uh, thank you kits for for our guests. Gonna be flying on black wings your way. I mean, he's just he became. I mean, talk about the best actor I've ever seen, worked with anything. I, he would just be like there's just no one better. I would watch him doing a scene and we'd be in a car together and we'd, we'd be joking around. And then he would start acting and it was like, it, I was on an, an, in a different world. It, you just, you go with him wherever he goes, you see everything in his eyes. He knows when things aren't quite right. He knows when he's really nailed something. He's just, and so generous as an actor. You know, there were a bunch of actors that I worked with that were quite, you know, TV selfish actors. Mm -hmm. He was the the most generous actor ever. You felt everything. He would play with you. We would do scenes for hours because he was just like, let's have fun. Let's do it, you know. And he he is the best actor I've ever seen. That's amazing. <laughs> well, Ashley, uh, I knew you got a little emotional. Uh, you... <laughs> We do have a surprise for you. Uh, ladies and gentlemen of the U.S. Comics cast. Yeah, no, we don't have... Are you kidding? You out of your minds? I mean, we don't have that sort of resources. Legally, we can't because of the restraining order that he has out against me. Um, <laughs> so if we could ask for any favors, if you could put in a word, maybe have... Any
cut it off quick, man. Cut it off cut off early. You got the hook. Jeez, I have a blue buzzer now. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> that is time. That's for fun. the interview portion. Ashley, Ashley, that was awesome. Ash, that was awesome. You're awesome. Uh, oh but God. we're gonna go from one awesome to two more awesome things. And right here, we are gonna yeah. talk about our wonderful sponsors. And no episode of US Comics Cast uh can possibly reek of as much awesome as an episode like this one has without the musical stylings of Bad Mary. <laughs> Bad they Mary. Us, they lent mm-hmm. us their talent mm-hmm. for the opening track at the very end of the episode. Don't worry, we're going to hit you with another one. Bad Mary <laughs> Band on social media, badmary.com. Uh, I just got a, a brand new Bad Mary pin. Um, for their uh, most recent album, The Return of Space Girl. I also have a sick keychain. And of course, I bought a patch because that's what you do when you're that's a super you fan. Do. You go, I'll take all of this. Uh, and I have the best news for you ever. Do you want to support, but you don't have any money? Right now, go to Spotify. You can listen to all I of it. Feel attacked. Fall in, lo- <laughs> fall in love with an album, <laughs> add it to your playlist, and kaboom! Damn this episode. Great of uh u.s comics cast is also brought to you by take it away john all right um if you have a little bit of time to kill uh and you want to watch something get blown up have some fun here and there and some digital violence who doesn't go to facebook gaming check out the sarge sergeant finesse another sponsor of the show um he he's awesome it's he streams like twice a day it's just content, content, content. Um, two streams a day. Uh, you can become a supporter. He does viewer games. He does giveaways. Uh, outstanding daily content. Obviously, you can check him out right here on Facebook Gaming. But if you really, really want to support him and you want to give yourself a little a little kick, a little sugar-free kick and maybe not have the gunk that goes uh, with some other substances out there, follow the White Rabbit. A little matrix talk for you. That's right. Go to sneak. Go to sneakenergy.com. Put in uh, code SGT at checkout. Help out the Sarge. It's delicious. It really is. And with all that shilling aside, yes. I mean, we would only shill if we believed in it. Um, eh. And we do. Uh, <laughs> and we're starting a special petition, and that's get Sarge to play Fall Guys again because, uh, frankly, it's not a, he's that's terrible not a thing. It. I love it. The thing I started. That goes in the chocolate-covered spam category. He's just making that shit up. Fair enough. So I'm putting 30 minutes on the clock. And boys and girls, with our our wonderful guest here, uh, Ashley, um, thank you so much for for hanging out with us. But I want to talk about the world that you've now entered, and that is the world of of these franchises that people are just – people like me – can't get enough of as you can see my little mini studio here i just surround myself with endless amounts of toys um, it's toys toys. it's toys it's definitely toys but to add more to that giant toy pile (laughs) i want to talk about news um i really want to talk about what the dc comics has on its plate for their new films and new television and new video games coming out because something really unique has happened. And I specifically wanted your opinion on this, Ashley. So DC, uh, DC entertainment, 
DC Comics as a whole, they have finally seemingly found their footing cinematically. And what they're leaning on, and they are leaning on heavy, is the idea of a multiverse. And when I'm looking at what's happening, we got Ben Affleck coming back as Batman. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, we have Pattinson just proving everybody wrong, myself included, who I hated his stupid little cowl. Especially. Hated, definitely hate myself. Hated his dumb little gun bat. And it took one trailer. They have filmed 20% of that movie and they <laughs> cut together two minutes that had me drooling and now worshiping at the at the uh Battinson way. Uh I'll word it. Did you but just make that up? I, I feel like I stole it from Kevin Smith because I steal oh. all my best stuff from Kevin Smith, but maybe. Um thanks. I'm gonna get it on a shirt before he does, and I'm gonna sell it. So if you guys want to give me 25 bucks, you'll get a shirt I may have ripped off. Um <laughs> but I wanted to that struck me as like a little bit of a of a head trip. Um, mm. but I'll go the long way to get to the short way. Um, Ashley, when you hear about this stuff working in the industry, mm. DC Comics is gonna hit the ground running, uh, or at least try to uh kind of reset itself. Um as a as an actor, are mm. you just immediately transported to like Oh, you know what they could use? They could use another Black Canary. They could use a new Selena Kyle. Where is is this news of a, a huge property like DC going to be kicking out stuff? Do you are, do you call your team and you're like, let's talk to DC? I'm going to conquer television. I conquered Broadway. Let's get me in the movies, baby. What's that, well. what's that feel like to you? I need you to be my PR person. That's why I'm honestly like, it is so exciting because there is going to be so much content coming out and, you know, like so much exciting stuff. I think last year was as soon as I got American gods, all of a sudden this whole other world kind of came forward to me where it was like, suddenly I was, I was seeing opportunities for stuff that would be mind blowing. So yes, would I love to, <laughs> to be a superhero or like do one of the many, many things that DC is doing right now? Absolutely. Do I think it's a little bit difficult considering the pandemic right now? Because my thought is that every actor is out of work right now. Everyone is gonna wanna do those TV shows and movies every single person, which is why they're gonna be so good because they're gonna have the pick of every single person on earth, pretty much. True. And they're, they're, the content is gonna be amazing, no doubt about it. And for me, it's very exciting as like a, a possibility, but I'm like, even just to have one line in something, I'd be very happy. But like, you know what I mean? It's every single person on earth is gonna to wanna to be doing. Well, I thought about that, though, actually. And as your as your new uh, hype man, at bare minimum, let's start off hype man. I'll hold your umbrella. I'll make sure people stay back. I Charlie got you. is the new flavor flav. It's, I'm happily. I'll, I'll it. get a clock. I'll do it. I had a I had a thought. I can pitch it to you after the show. But I say we start a petition. You know, there's a lot of gender swapping happening. Um, I would argue that some gender swapping that 
has occurred lately has led to Boku Bucks because it reignites characters sometimes. It gives mm. a, a character that maybe got over on their own way. It's a brand new dimension to the character. It could get someone like John, who at times could be a hater, and really get him on board. And I say, Ashley Reyes for Vibe. <laughs> Come on, the Vibe movie. Get out of here, Cisco. We got a new... We got a new Ramon, and it's going to be Ashley Reyes for Vibe. Don't worry. I'm going to send you a crate of the comics. I'll send you a crate. I was going to say, send it to me because I don't know it, so you have to send it to oh, me. Oh, yeah. It's a character Ashley, right now. He's on the contract. John, don't get in the way of this. And approximately 97% of the world's population I call shenanigans. don't know who Vibe is. He's the character on, on the Flash TV show, the wildly popular Flash <laughs> TV show. There is a, there is a, a Latin uh, actor who plays Cisco Ramon, a.k.a. Vibe. He has, like, cool vibration powers. He wears cool goggles. I'm going to just send you a mock-up of the costume and a pair of the goggles. We're going to get this worked out. I'm going to kick it to my brother for a second. Uh, John, as you mull over how much money we're going to make with Vibe, mm. uh, just all, just buckets. Um, we're going to owe Vibe, money. Uh, LLC. Um, <laughs> John, when you saw all the multiverse stuff yeah. coming out of DC, when you and I sat down and we crafted U.S. comics as a whole, uh, last week you kind of told the story. We went in reverse. We listed all the things that we didn't like, and that's how we crafted our universe. Which, Ashley, of course, you have you pick of the litter. Go through our yeah. stuff, whatever character you want, you're in. Um, but you have to work for like you know friend prices. But John, <laughs> that shrug is contractually uh, a lock-in. You guys all saw <laughs> that is binding. John, uh, you and I are not always the biggest fan of multiverses. I've given it some leeway specifically for, for DC, but seeing the DC movies uh, go the way of DC television mm. and, and DC animated features, we're getting very clearly a multiverse. They've announced Keaton, Pattinson, Affleck. Um, who knows who else is going to show up in a cape and cowl performing as Batman in one of these films? Where did your head go to? I got excited because what they were doing didn't seem to work as well um yeah. what was your gut reaction to we got the the the, the multiverse in full swing well you know look as a dc comics lover and um you never want to play favorites but if i had to pick you know i, I would pick dc's slate over marvel slate but you can't really deny that marvel has had the has had the king of the hill status at least thus far, DC has had um, hits here, like critically, critically acclaimed hits here and there. Wonder Woman, uh, a lot of people seem to really have loved Aquaman. Uh, would not have been the way that I would have gone, but you know what? My phone wasn't ringing. I don't have <laughs> Ashley's agents, so I had to yeah. just be a be a you know a spectator. Um, Shazam, I think Shazam was probably from from my money the most like on point like like hit the right right note mostly for the character again i loved warner woman i'm very much looking forward to its sequel coming up um but that being said a lot of the other outings not for the reason of well that's not how i would have done it that goes without saying because i'm you know like a, a poor man's genius um but the way that you can 
you you don't want to throw out the baby with the bathwater, right? So when you it, it's one thing like let's let's look at Fantastic Four. So Fantastic Four belongs to Marvel, but it wasn't made by Marvel, and they've pretty spectacularly had flops. Uh, the first two, well, not not the first, the first first Second one was made for like guess, twenty bucks. Yeah. yeah. So um, the the Chris Evans ones, right? Those weren't um, weren't like laughable or anything like that. Like there are people that enjoy them, right? They put them on to, to brighten their day, but they weren't. They were rebooted. So how, so how great really were they? The reboot took a beating. Like it 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 was like um, you know it, it farted in church and paid the price behind the pews. Eh, but <laughs> but Fantastic Four as an entity still has tremendous value. So that is something that can be introduced into the Marvel cinematic that exists seamlessly because they're not you're not expecting them to hit cleanup. You're not expecting them to drive in all the runs. They can just be a member of the team. They don't have to, you know, carry the load. With DC, now you do have properties that have been successes. So it's not going to be a complete restart. How do you maintain the pieces that you like, even though they're fewer and further between, from the, the majority, which you want to you do want to reboot or, or whatever, do over? Multiverse is how you do it. Because that'll literally narratively allow you to pick and choose the parts that you like that were successful and then just start plugging in you know plugging in the gaps now something like keaton as batman coming back as batman whoo lordy <laughs> it got me charged up my mind automatically went to batman beyond yeah because that's a batman that i'm desperate to see on stage. future batman with an old crusty michael keaton yes please Give me a bat, a Batman with a with a moving mouth mask. I'm in. Take my money. <laughs> it's on. Um, and also, like this, this kind of goes to what we were talking about the adaptations. So that's a straight like cartoon adaptation. First and foremost, the way that Harlequin debuted in a in a cartoon, Batman Beyond was a cartoon first before anything. Yeah. But we all saw it. We we loved it. We had the the sheets. We had the lunchbox. So when you get things like that, it really there's this there's just something that it gets activated in you. So I'm I'm super excited for it for that reason. Now, if it was day one and yeah. I said, well, five, ten years from now, we're gonna have a multiverse, I'll say turn around, take your take your lunchbox, take your US comics lunchbox, get the hell out of here. Um, you know what so, you know what so, so yeah, I'm excited, yes, and and you know. And no. I'm just all the way excited. Clearly, I'm like <laughs> giddy that, like, again, for me, more is more. Like, let stars have this pile of amazing uh, content, and it feels like every couple of years they're like, "You did you want um, Ash versus the Evil Dead? You didn't even think you did. Well, it's what you love." Um, you know, what's a real trip for me though is. When I was thinking about this, and and I, I did know Ashley was going to join us when I was getting my topic sorted, what a head trip for those actors, though, because it's like Ben Affleck was out. He was like playing oh, Batman, yeah. was fun one and a half times, then it sucked 
Um, no, thank you. I'm going to go like back to do these art films that I love. And Charlie cries at all of them. Um, and I really do like Ben Affleck is just in my heart. Um, but he like did some reshoots and was like, holy crap, being Batman's awesome. I'm back, baby. And I feel like Pattinson was like, uh, par uh, par uh, Mr. Affleck, I am now I've, Batman. I've got and he's like, Shut up, nerd! You're the you're the emotional Batman. I'm the Batman who punches the parademon in the mush, and Keaton's the Batman who like can't turn his head and neck different directions or whatnot, uh, looking like RoboCop. <laughs> I'll show you, Joker. Um, but it, like, what a head trip! So when you had this again, this obvious tremendous opportunity to to join. This, let's be honest, it's just a, a, a killer cast. It's an amazing show cast. In, in American yeah. Gods. But when you left another phenom of a show, when you when you kind of stepped off of that Broadway stage, you were replaced. Like <laughs> someone came in and they're like, hey, you know this part that you've like emotionally owned? <laughs> Move over, nerd. What's that like? And... So again, I hate to hit you with a two-parter, but I'm gonna, and He's I'll remind it. you. He's but not only, not only what was that like, but like, could you imagine if tomorrow they were like, also running concurrently with our hit star show, American Gods, American Gods the movie, and you know that character that's not in the source material, she's so goddamn popular. Jennifer Lopez is gonna play her in the film adaptation. Like, what the hell would that feel like? That's like one of my biggest fears. Yeah. Like I am so scared that I'm going to turn on the TV when I know that this show is coming out and I'm going to have a watch party and all my friends are going to be here and I'm going to turn on the TV and it's going to be someone else's face stepping out. <laughs> of the door. Like that is one of my biggest fears. It's probably one of my insecurities, but I know people that that's happened to. Where what? they expect to see themselves no. and they turn on the television no. and it's someone else. It happened to my boyfriend. He had a part on Mindhunter. And I respect Mindhunter. But he had a part on Mindhunter, a small part, but still a part. And he filmed it, filmed it for a month, did the whole thing, turns on TV, is expecting it to be episode one. He's playing a part on Mindhunter, and it is the same, the same scene, but with a man who was thirty years older than him, and he had no idea. It happens. That is a palpable <laughs> silence, which never happens. It's that is knocking fuss. That is so. That it's is. it's no joke. It's cutthroat. Like if you're not if you're not good, you will be replaced. Or if someone is more popular than you, you will be played by someone else. Or even if and you like, are good, look at Back to the Future. Yeah, I mean, you could be replaced by literally any. I mean, I was in a I was a replacement on Broadway. And oh. so I spent, you know, a while being like, oh, I know I can do this part. I know that I can do this part, but someone else was playing it. And then I took over. So initially I was that person. So I never knew how it felt at first. <laughs> oh, that's hard. I'm definitely playing it every night. <laughs> but I, so when I ended up taking over and then I had to leave, 
someone had to replace me and I was not prepared for how it would feel emotionally. I thought I would be like, oh, well, you know, like on to, on to the next thing and, you know, I can pass the torch on to someone else. And it right. did feel like that to a certain extent, but it was also like, well, that hurts because I, I made that. I remember I made that part and now someone else is doing it as if it's part of the show, but it's like, Oh no, that's just like a thing that I used to do, but no one knows because it's just the show. I get so, what you're yeah. talking about, Ashley. That's how I felt when Charlie was born. I was like, <laughs> I have this in the lock. No problem. Got my toy set up. And then like, here comes this goober mouth breather. I even stuck him in my room for like five minutes. I said, nah, wah, nah, wah, nah. Wah, wah. <laughs> I mean, you feel like, how dare you? Right. Yeah. I can yeah, tell you on this side toys. of the fence where I'm just stealing all the fun, like idiot, you know, idioms and whatnot. I'm like, oh, John grew out his hair. I'm gonna grow my hair and keep it forever. Oh, John is a goatee. I'll grow a beard. <laughs> oh, John's all like good and in shape. I'll be fluffy as fuck. More to go around. You know, it's 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 giving the people it's giving the people what they want. I I couldn't I couldn't imagine it except I could imagine that that fear. I like when the idea of I so the the, well, the fan- you know what not no, only because I, I'll a hundred percent forget because I'm old Charlie, <laughs> um a good uh, a good example I don't know if this would be better or worse so we'll play the Ashley nightmares game, um a a movie that I loved growing up Tarzan the Legend of Greystoke Stroke Stoke Stoke. Um, Andy McDowell, beautiful actress. She was a model, then went, you know, became a movie star. Um, Charlie would know her from uh, what he refers to as Groundhog's Day in the plural, even though it's Groundhog Day. That's oh, like, I was very correction hard. for Charlie. <laughs> it is very hard to produce the show. See, now you're both now you've both been schooled. Look, the worst part about it, I love Groundhog Day so much. When Charlie says Groundhog's Day, I'm like, oh, there's a, there's a sequel? I'm in. I'm all the way in. But so so Andy, so she's um so she's cast as, as Jane. Obviously, she's beautiful. And uh so her version of that was she shows up. Mm-hmm, this is great. Here's my big break. And uh when her character up on the, the big screen opens her mouth, it's not her voice. They dubbed in we are her entire. They dubbed in her entire performance, and it was, um, I think it was Glenn Close, <gasps> who who ended up voicing over. Look, it's one thing. Look, if you're Natalie Wood and you're in West Side Story, and she's like, <laughs> like, no, sorry, Natalie, we love you, but you can't sing. We gotta, you know, we we gotta do it. One thing. Her and, this woman's entire performance was dubbed over as if like she recorded it in Japanese and like, well, no, this is for an American audience. So, I mean, that has to be just, it must've I mean, like straightened her curls. Fine. That hurts. Yeah. yeah. More, absolutely mortifying. I probably would give up. You I'd be what, like, though, yeah, be done. Thank you. you. You know what though? I, I don't think that's true because I, I dub all of John's lines in the audio version of the show. He's never noticed. I just replaced the whole track. I got sick of editing out ums. So I was like, I'll just do it my damn self. 
all about me. Whatever, man. People can't tell the difference between our voices as it is, so that's probably why I couldn't tell the difference. They can hear because my nose has been broken so many times. They just listen to like the wheeze. Um, but <laughs> with that's these, valid. that's valid. With, with these DC comics and this and this like weird sharp turn. Um, at least for me, it feels like a, a, a sharp turn. The minute they were talking about the Flash and like nine Batman, the thing I just got I got so excited for was post COVID. Like Ashley said earlier, that talent pool is going to be rip roaring. You could just tell by podcasts that managed to beat us on iTunes because <laughs> their fans support us. You pieces of garbage. Yeah, you. <laughs> You listen to fake doctors, real friends, but you can't give us a five star review because JD and Turk from Scrubs. Reel it in, Charlie. Reel it in. Okay, I'm fine. I'm fine. (laughs) I'm not mad at all about it. But what's what's amazing is is these these kind of um these projects are are rip roaring to go, and slowly they're they're opening they're Mm -hmm. opening back up. But it just it leaves this tremendous amount of potential because there are a lot of theaters that are going to want money. These these video on demand services are doing gangbusters. Netflix can't put up something. Stars can't put up something. These services can't put up a property and not have it like it. Everything has its kind of like week at number one and something like stars, which is going to give us episodes. You see that spike. It's everyone's kind of waiting. There's that eight hours where everyone will watch the new episode of whatever, uh, whatever the heck's going on. And DC very much feels, um, feels in line with that. I don't know if, I don't know. Again, I, I don't want to put you on the spot with this, but it's, he it's does. this weird, he he, it's my he, favorite he thing to do. It's this very weird thing where we're seeing the tide turn with uh, specifically, it feels very much more with DC than with Marvel. And I don't know if that's just box office, talking marvel's had a very very steady tremendous box office but something my brother and i were briefly talking about the tide is turning with creators um Mm -hmm. and i think american gods was was one of the one of the early creative properties to stand up people who love these properties are getting to play in those worlds now they're multi-million dollar fan films you know and and what's amazing about that is the first Suicide Squad, a movie that I enjoyed quite a bit, but it didn't really ever find its audience that at mm. least didn't feel the need to put that asterisk on it of I know why people dislike it. I just enjoy it for what it is, but I'm like prone to find reasons to love things. And mm. there are some performances in that movie that, that resonate with me. But you you literally have a, a tremendous creative mind getting the reins for, this, for the Suicide Squad, the second installment in the suicide squad franchise what suicide squads yes this is john they don't do that for every movie that was just alien and aliens um but is it does the again i and i know you're new to the to the possibilities and you're new to this world these these doors kind of got blown up for you but what knowing that landscape in comparison to just a few years ago Knowing that you could wind up on a set where you're in my vibe movie, knowing that you're going to walk on that set and there's going to be applause for moment one because there are people that are so 
obsessed and so in love with some of these fictional characters. Um, again, I'll throw you another. Uh, I'll throw it to John first. Actually, what does that what does that tell you, John, about about the world right now of movies? Because for the longest time, the most boring thing people were saying were, "Oh, adaptations aren't art; they're just cash grabs. They're the money men wanting now another by Superman." People, do you mean Charlie? I because mean, I've definitely heard that sentence come I, out of your I face. I mean, my, my Twitter, I've said it on the show. It's 87 <laughs> weeks later. We're on the precipice of people who love things getting it back and mm -hmm. getting these opportunities to tell their story. Josh Trank is a tremendous, tremendous creator. I would argue he had no business being put behind the helm of Fantastic Four. They put a square peg in a round hole. What you want is you want someone who loves Fantastic Four. To make a Fantastic Four movie, sure. John, what what are your what are your thoughts on on this new wave? Because it seems like it's going to work. It seems like the guy who made Joker loved the Joker, and therefore sure, we sure. got an amazing Joker. So well, I'll start with you, John, and then we'll kick it to Ashley. Well, I mean, honestly, like these are there's a there's a big difference between a gig, which a performer, a creator, whatever the the you know, whatever um, your business card says, look, uh, they uh, artists have to work, right? Art, 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 you can't, art is going to automatically feed you. You can't paint an apple, then eat it. So to a certain degree, you need to, to work for your sustenance, so to speak. Now, Josh Trank was building a name. I don't think for a second that that was his passion project. That being said, a person, an artist is a look, you know, as an actor, Ashley can't rewrite the scene. She can only, you know, portray the lines that are on the written page and she's going to do it to the best of her ability. And she's going to do things that maybe the writer uh, never thought uh, was going to come out of those words, but there's only so much that um that that the performance can get out of it if the source material isn't good good and i think for something like fantastic four that's what we saw because if you're looking at something with just purely an artistic eye and say well this shot is beautiful this nuanced scene between these characters was really great um you can you can do that you can find those things but then when you step back and those are the trees like you can say this this tree out of a million is beautiful, but when you step back and look at the forest, you're like, meh, not so great, right? And I think something, a project like that, that's what you're going to get. With passion projects, something like Charlie, Ashley, Charlie was going on and on and on for the last 30, 40 years of my life about the upcoming Bill and Ted movie. He could not, he wouldn't stop. It didn't make a difference what we were talking about. Like, mm -hmm. oh, no, the Vatican's on fire. He's like, you know what else is going to be fire? Bill and Ted 3, son. Boom. He just he pulled it out no matter what was going on. Um, but I watched it just the other day. That's a passion project. So, I mean, and it was a fun movie, and it was silly like a Bill and Ted movie should be silly. But if you really look uh, deeply at, at the, you know, at the project, you'll, you can see, and, and Charlie will, can write a thesis uh, about and it. And I have. And he, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Soon to be published by U.S. Comics. 
um, you know, all these little small nuances, that's the difference between a passion project and a paycheck project. And obviously, you know, you can speak to it better than anybody, anybody here. I mean, there are, I'm sure a project like while you're doing, you're like, Oh boy. Um, but, but obviously you're going to put your best foot forward always. Always. Yeah. I think there, there is a huge difference, especially when you're, when you're working on a show that is a passion project, like American gods, there is a huge difference between, um, when a director loves the show, knows the show, and when it's a director that's coming in just to, you know, direct one episode and doesn't isn't totally familiar with the show. That it's like night and day. Um, because you see how much effort they put into it and how, you know, things fit with the style of the show. And, you know, the they know how to get performances out of us that are in line with the show and will really benefit the show and things like that. As opposed to a director that's just coming in who's a very talented director but doesn't understand the show. Right. Um, one of my favorite things about American Gods was this season, there is a girl writing for the show. She's my age. Wow. She's my age and she is the biggest comic book fan, the biggest American Gods fan. Like she is sci-fi to the core. This is what she loves. This is, and this is, she's my age. So she hasn't done much before this, but they brought her in as one of the head writers this season because she is so in this world. Uh, She's such a badass. Um, And she just knows how things sound, how, you know, things should be written. So that way it makes sense within the world. And um, so that it keeps the audience interested. And it was totally necessary to have her come in this season, especially to in a show that's in its third season to, to really make it pop. Having someone who is just obsessed and lives and breathes this world makes a total difference. Totally. That's, 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 it's just exciting to hear. It's it's the thing like as a as a huge fan, um, and and again, it's 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 an easy show to love as much as the source material. It's just it's just an epic. <laughs> that is awesome i'm so that's freaking that's amazing i i can't i cannot uh i cannot wait i cannot i i just i can't i'm gonna i'm gonna wait i don't have much of a choice but i i shouldn't be able to wait but wait and you'll like it it's true we're at the lovely portion of the show where we uh desperately plea to the old gods and the new to get the people and the things we love over and into your hands. Sure. Uh, I'm gonna go first because mine is Typical. very obvious. Uh, it is. Uh, it has been uh, 30 years in the making. I have mentioned it concurrently for the last 86 episodes, ladies and gentlemen. This Since week's episode, episode two is unofficially brought to you by 
Bill and Ted face the music available right now. Video on demand. If I had to make a recommendation, get that bad boy on Amazon. I'm not an Amazon guy traditionally, um, but if you buy it on Amazon, 25 bucks, you get to watch it now and then watch it forever as many times as you want. And if you're the youngest 35 year old ever, and if you're on a most excellent uh, crisis of in and happiness, like me, uh, I, I have seen the movie already three times. Uh, I am not ashamed. Uh, it is a very anything. tight. It's true. It is a very <laughs> tight 90 minutes. Um, if you loved Excellent Adventure, if you loved or liked Bogus Journey, and even if maybe you didn't like Bogus Journey, face the music. John buried the lead a little bit before. It is everything I think. Um, I could have possibly wanted from a third installment, but also on multiple viewings and even on that first um, viewing, this movie affected me in a very legitimate way. It means the world to me. Don't be gross, man. Uh, How dare you? Um, It it meant the absolute world to me. It it pulled at my heartstrings. Uh, It made me think about the world today in a unique way um and it just it put a never-ending smile on my face i cannot say enough good things about bill and ted face the music so just do me a favor if you think you even might like it, please please just watch it for charlie just let's keep this number one for like ever because it's the film that we need right now i'm not sure who's in charlie's pocket keanu or jeff bezos some somebody (laughs) is elbow deep in charlie's pocket right now um my recommendation eh, look hbo max right now there's a lot of good material out there um but like a lot of the things that you end up really enjoying the most you didn't see it coming and um if you if you guys give this a watch it'll give you a little bit more of insight into my survivors remorse that will you see here on a weekly and here on a weekly basis Catch Class Action Park. It's a documentary. It is about the literally the most dangerous water park to ever have existed. Uh, in the 80s, I was a victim <laughs> myself. Um, to say you can't say that someone died there. It's a question of how many people died there. It's actually not a question of how many people died in the park. It's how many people died on which particular (laughs) ride. G-forces messing people's necks up. I'll put it this way. There was one particular ride, which was like the first thing that you saw when you first got to the park. And this is in real life. So when they first put the ride up, people looking at it were like, "Mm -mm, no way. And the owner had to give employees $100 a pop just to test it. And this was in the 80s. $100 was a lot of money. So uh, the first few people came out bloody mouth, all scraped up, like limping, hurting. Uh, So they fixed the angle, so to speak. Like, no, we got this figured out. The next group of people that tested this particular ride, one ride out of like a ton of them, they came out straight up like, ripped up and nobody could figure out why so they dismantled the ride 
the first pass of people, they were losing teeth. They were hitting when the ride looped the loop. They were hitting so hard they lost teeth. Said teeth became embedded in the ride itself, like the tube that you slide down. So when the second group of people came down, they were getting toothed. <laughs> Just opened up like a Christmas Day present. That, guys, happens within the first five minutes of oh. this documentary. It is so good. It's simultaneously horrifying and at the same time completely nostalgic because I went there. I remember having a great time. I remember thinking, <laughs> I should have died today. Like a, <laughs> a wave pool where multiple people died. A wave pool. Like, what are you doing? And, and this guy was a, a character upon characters. And I don't want to go on too long. Damn, dude, it's a the great, late, great documentary. So the worth a watch. The crazy. I'm so glad you said You know what, Charlie? That. I'll slap you into next week's episode. What happened? We'll open up to the introduction and you'll still be spinning in the chair. Do you understand? I do. Anyways, that's our plugs. Charlie, do me a solid. Start the clock for me. And you're on. All right. So, obviously where I'm coming from, huge, huge American Gods fan. Neil Gaiman fan. He, he, he can do no wrong. Like Behind me, I have multiple Neil Gaimans lined up. Um... Again, kind of go back because Charlie jumped my spot uh, in the topic, but it's fine. Well, I'll, I'll yell at him later about that. You were supposed to go first? Yeah, that's right. So um, so when you get these announcements that something you love is coming to fruition, you get all jazzed up and you just can't wait. And then every little bit of news that comes in, dribs and drabs, you get super excited about you. you in essence, you're like free advertising. So for me... For American Gods, that was the definition of the event. That also, though, starts your mind going down the road of, well, now this has happened. This is an actual thing. A very good friend of mine who I who I grew up with on stage from an embryo she started, <laughs> and now she's starring in the damn thing. Um, that excitement level, you can't... You can't the, the, you can't really have that expectation ever. You're like, oh, American Gods is coming. That's awesome. I wonder if Ashley will be on it one day. Like that, that, <laughs> that, that's not part of the of the process. However, now that we've established this, um, you do automatically start thinking about what other things that I love can now be plastered up on the big screen. Or my personal preference, I more than anything else, I love what stars is doing with American gods in telling it long form. Cause mm. I agree also that you, if someone had the audacity to try to take American gods from cover to cover and try to make even a two hour movie about it, mm. I go like you, you've already got my money, but I'd be skeptical. It's so dense. There's yeah. so much good material. And like Ashley astutely brought up the one thing that TV and movies can't do for you is put you inside the the uh, the protagonist's head right unless you're getting like a voiceover which you can only that's a like you can only play that trick once or twice by hearing voiceover that's their thoughts like you've got to play that stuff out 
you know, you, you need to give it context. It needs to be conversational. It needs to be something that you see. You need the, the you know, the viewer to put two and two together to get to that place that Neil Gaiman could do in, in a paragraph. You're like, I get it. I get it, right? So I started thinking about like, okay, well, what's next? And this is something that we had teased in the past, but at least coming from my perspective, it was like teased because, yeah, it's fun to talk about because it'll never happen. Now with everything that's coming out and the way that they're doing things, I'm thinking this might happen. Like this could actually come. American Goods I love, one of my top three on a rotation, but my other, one of my other all-time favorite books, The Amazing Adventures of Cavalier and Clay. Michael Kavan is one of those authors where when you when you read them, you're like, I got this is forever, this relationship. I will read anything this man puts out. And I have, you know, um, you know, I, I, I won't I won't go into his his uh his his resume, but he's put out tremendous, tremendous books. I'll I'll read anything that comes out. If this gets adapted. Or rather, I should say at this point, when this gets adapted, I, I might not be. I, I don't know what I'm gonna do. To be honest, when I hear the news, if it happens on a Monday, I might not literally get out of my seat in front of the TV or whatever movie theater if those exist again, um, until this project comes out. For for me, it's just tremendous. So the short version of the story, there comic book creators like in the in the vein of Siegel and Schuster there were young men who created what ended up being the same way that Siegel and Schuster created Superman which is like oh Superman right um they created a, a character which in essence kind of like just blew up and and the character was just everywhere and and it, you know it is it is really um you know allegorious to the Superman creation story but they do so in a different way, like these these characters. It's it's a cousin; they're cousins to each other. Allegorious. And... Yeah, that's so right. About that word. So, um, but it, but it's the story of it all is just tremendous. I can totally see this on Stars, starring Ashley Rose. I can see this on HBO, on on Netflix, on where you know what like these he these network studios which are producing such great content. I would trust them with a beloved work like this anytime, like take it away. The best compliment I could ever give is I would trust them with the U S comics material. Um, and, and to, to do that, that's like you giving away part of your heart. What, you know, when, when you're, when you buy in to somebody else's vision of the thing that you love the most, um, there's a lot of trust involved and you know you're you're in for a penny in for a pound you're there you're gonna you know it's conversations it's water cooler talk it's post it's episodes of us comics it's everything right so my question to you guys and i'll i'll i'll, I'll give a little build up but we'll go to ashley first because we heard enough of charlie um what project that we have yet to see is your guys amazing adventures of cavalier and clay now it doesn't make a difference what the source material. It could be a novel, it mm. could be a book, it could be Grandma Tilly's, you know, holiday story. 
Um, it could be some around the campfire that you heard with the Girl Scouts. It can be, and I'm talking to Charlie about that. Um, it, it could be any adaptation that you want. Uh, truth be told, it could be a remake. You know, it could be um, the big screen version of something that you saw on the small screen or reversed. So <laughs> on the big screen, I want to see the long extended version. On a similar example, just to give you guys a little build up further. Um, I'm a huge Stephen King guy. And of the Stephen King canon, I love the Dark Tower. Like, I would say I love it like I like like I love Charlie. I said like, by the way, um, that hurts real bad. But I'll put them on on level. Uh, we'll we'll put them at it's a tie. Right? It's pushing. Depends on the day. The a movie came out, which you want to talk about? Like, oh, Cordelia is not in the book. Eyebrow. The, what happened in the movie version of the Dark Tower never happened in like over nine books. It was complete departure. I mean, it, to say that you can't compress one novel comfortably inside of a, a two-hour movie, I think we are all in agreement there. How do you compress a series of books into a two-hour outing? You, you just can't do it. So my heart broke into a billion pieces when they said, no, you're not going to get a movie, then a long series. And, you know, I mean, they've adapted it into comics, into this, into that. It's so much material. And, again, the Amazing Adventures of Cavalier and Claire, Clay, so much happens. I Look, if they made a movie, I would see it, but I would far prefer the long-form long storytelling of it. Like, that's that's really doing its service. So, I mean, you know, Ashley, I'll, I'll throw it to you. Is there anything on your, on the, per like you pass by it in a bookshelf or it pops up? Oh, well, yeah. I've got, I'll be right back. I'm going to grab the two. Uh oh. Nice. Look at this. See this, Props. Charlie? Props. You understand? Damn Props are not just something that we give out willy nilly. Props are something that a storyteller uses like to get the story. That across i like that you use that word both ways professional like props and props <laughs> okay so first my main one this one i pulled because it was the one that i thought of i'm a big chuck palinic book fan this damned i would love to see because i didn't yes actually like the book to me was like this is great it's it's not my favorite but I think it would be great on a screen. It would be super interesting seeing all of the characters inter interacting with each other from the teenage girls to ever, like, I just think it would be super interesting. Now, the one that I've had an idea for for years, which Johnny Depp was meant to make this, but it never ended up happening, which is a real shame. Um, Shantaram, anyone? Gravity. Not familiar. It's um, about a heroin addict, uh, New Zealand who escapes out of prison then flees to India and becomes uh, kind of engulfed in the opium the black market though and it wow. is so good and just it's based on his life story it's like semi-autobiographical it's insane um, and it's super long so it would be a great <laughs> series <laughs> but this is as it says on the cover a novel of the first order, a work of extraordinary art, a thing of exceptional beauty. It is fantastic. Dynamite. That's a solid. So oh, go ahead and yeah, pop yeah, that yeah. on the to-do list. 
that to Amazon. It's almost your birthday. I'll, I'll, I'll get it for you, John. Yeah, and you know um, what? You you say that uh, Johnny Depp was. I I can absolutely see him in a role like that. Like that's 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 right up his alley. Yeah, and it would be so good. And uh, yeah, it's about love and and danger. And yeah, it's it's fantastic. That I I dig it. I don't love going after someone as talented as Ashley because, like, I don't have nearly as good of an answer. I'm going way more boring. Uh, I will keep uh, I will keep Chuck uh, being mentioned because Fight Club two and three I think would make an amazing, amazing, amazing mm. series. Um, I think it would be ballsy. I mm. think it would be unexpected. In the, in the Chuck in the Chuck school, huh? Yeah, well, I'm gonna give a, a couple because I'm not gonna, I'm not nearly uh, as eloquently gonna pitch it, but um, I just think that would be something that, uh, again, uh, uh, you know, stars could make a hell of a series oh, yeah. out of it with just kind of being very true to its very, very, um, just messed up source material. I could really use something messed up. Also, um, I'll give, I'll give a very, very boring answer as well. Um, as we sit you know, still a year away from Ghostbusters Afterlife, there was an old idea pitched for Ghostbusters where the whole idea is there's a bunch of franchises because ghosts are back. You can center it on one group of Ghostbusters and get a really cool core group of people who it's it could be a 30-minute workplace comedy uh, in the world of Ghostbusters, without having to step on the on the toes of Peter Ray, Winston, and Egon, can you imagine it's this whole new group? I I love that. Can you I imagine like that. a Ghostbusters TV series, like in the school of the Office or exactly Park right. and Rec? Brilliant. Oh. Yeah, or like what we do in the shadows, sort of vibe. Exactly, yeah. like a like Brilliant. a like a mockumentary with just all I imagine is for the. And again, this is an idea that. Um, there was a working script for Ghostbusters 3 at one point that mm. had elements of this, but it was a film. Um, mm. The big thing I always imagined... Film. Yeah, film. Um, the, the big thing I always imagined was just... And it's such a boring joke, and the joke doesn't always work, but the idea of someone walking in to a workplace just covered in slime and just like, how'd it go? How'd it go? Like one of those like very <laughs> obvious jokes... Of, of and just set up that sort of tension and that sort of dynamic. And for someone as obsessed with with certain aspects of pop culture, um, I'm so excited for Ghostbusters Afterlife. But imagine getting 25 hours of you know an hour long, or again, I think a 30 minute sitcom would. Probably I will. Uh, comedy would be best. I will see your Ghostbusters bet, and I'll raise you. What if you did it in the vein of um, like an American horror story where every yes, season absolutely you had a little twist? So maybe like the an entire season was Boston Ghostbusters, and then you had like you know to me would would be particularly fun with that theory or uh, with that with that uh, concept would be to lump in particular actors who you automatically associate. With 100%. one another, so yeah. like you, you would have to have like, you know, like like Rogan and Franco. They had, they'd have to be together, and yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, that was I that mean, was the elevator pitch. It was um, it was Max Landis, um, 
uh, wrote this pitch. Uh -huh. um, and that was his big finale, was every group of Ghostbusters was another group of comedians. He's uh, ripping me off, that son of a... I mean, or the opposite of son of a... But, like, how great would it be to see, like... Mama. Even if it's just for like the opening credits, you see oh, yeah. like Joe Rogan get out of a car and it's like his little band of tattooed misfits, <laughs> like just yoked up Ghostbusters, and then you cut oh, and it's like cauliflowered eared <laughs> Ghostbusters, <laughs> like all oh, that. That's those those guys. You know, you have like the Hollywood Ghostbusters are like all models. So like they're not they don't actually bust ghosts, they just do like entertainment tonight and they're <laughs> You know they're they're working. For <laughs> they're all just doing fun. selfies with their proton packs and exactly right. And they'd be like the one franchise to make money, but it would be on merchandising. It's like the <laughs> action yeah, my new action figure this fall. <laughs> 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 That's freaking dynamite. You know what? You're talking about merchandising, but um, where the real money's made. I mm. If Mel Brooks taught me nothing. Uh, he actually taught me a lot. I, I can't even finish that <laughs> sentence, but merchandising is one of them. Ashley, how far away are we from a oh. from a Cordelia bobblehead? That's the real question, you know. So, oh, you, man. you had you had mentioned your head, um, the the haircut, right? For mm -hmm. particular characters, is uh, there there's a big change on the horizon, mm -hmm. and um. You know, like I do my due diligence. You know, so mm -hmm. when you're a fan, there are responsibilities. Like you got to mm -hmm. do your homework. Yeah. So in in do my doing my homework, um, Mr. Whittle, mm -hmm. who uh, yeah, as again, I I don't want to make any presumptions. I don't know what characters, uh, which particular performances, uh, performers you spend most of your of your time uh, north of the border with. Mm. But uh, have you seen my man bust a move? Because Shadow oh, Moon I? is a hell of a dancer. Oh, have I mean I? So I I had the pleasure <laughs> of spending too much time with Sir Ricardo. Um, we became very close. I saw him dance many a time, and he is. Hilarious and a great day. I mean, Ricky, great can, move. Ricky can move. Um, <laughs> that is everything I ever wanted to hear. So much so, <laughs> Ashley has abandoned Actually, us. You know what? On that note, stars. Stars was like, we said no spoilers. <laughs> Hopefully we'll get Ashley back in the room. Hey! hey! Oh my gosh. <laughs> that panic. Charlie, no Charlie instantly was like, oh no. What do we we're like? What do we do? We got cut off. Big brother oh. shut us down. Well, I I blame stars. I was like, stars came after her. <laughs> they heard me in there. Like, saying he could dance. He cannot dance if he wants to. He cannot leave his cares behind. <laughs> uh, I'm so sorry. Okay. No worries. I'm no worries. But but yeah, like uh, you know what what I was saying and, and what I was jibber jabbering with Charlie about was the like as on a fan level, the stuff that you end up finding like you know the 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 bonus DVD. Like level of fandom, be like, oh, look at this! 
you know, the stuff that you find out now, granted, you're finding these things out in, in the first person, <laughs> like the person sitting next to you in makeup is like, oh, they, they've done this and that. So, so, you know, and I don't want to belabor uh, the point and I, I don't want to get into any, totally I do, does. I'm in a little bit, just, you know, just around the edges. Um, but I, I was taking a look at, again, on, on the fan level and, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but this is stuff that's been put out there in general. Some of the recurring and guest stars that we're going to get this season are like, I mean, what? just the fact that Danny Trejo is showing up may kill Charlie. Like that, might, it just might be too Machete. much. It might be Machete too much. Is in the building. <laughs> <laughs> Very much apparent in this season. That's, uh, you know, um, what else do I see? Uh, Marilyn Manson shows up. Uh, uh, yeah. Live Banner. Yes. Like, the loveliest human. Thank God. <laughs> thank God. She That's the is... other worry. I'm like, I love this person. Please don't be a jerk. Please don't. Oh, my gosh. A gem of a human being. Like, so kind. To be fair, like if you would ask her who I was, she would probably have no idea. But we, I mean, we didn't spend a lot of time together, but she was just so kind and so like interested in other people and was not completely down to earth. Just was so cool. It was just like sitting in the green room across from me on her couch. And I was like, <laughs> I, I don't know what I'm doing here. I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> It's she was so I remember what it was. Uh, we were shooting, what were we shooting? Episode like, um, <laughs> and I was in the makeup trailer, like two seats away from Manson. <laughs> and that was one of the most surreal moments <laughs> of my life. Because I was sitting there, just, and I, you know, you play it cool, you don't want to be like, freaking out it was like 4 a.m and i'm sitting there and he's just getting his makeup done he's getting his like his hair done and i i had to like i was kept looking over but had to be really subtle about it and then the hair woman would be doing my hair and i was just like i can't focus on anything you are saying right now because marilyn manson is on the other side of the makeup trailer but uh, yeah, we had a good chat. We talked about his cats. Um, I the first time I met him, I I completely geeked out, and I was like, I have to tell you, like when I was in high school, I I loved you, and uh, like, and he was so cool. He was like, yeah, thank you, like I really appreciate. He's very tall. He's huge. So um, he was like, yeah, I really appreciate it. <laughs> like, oh, thank you. And um, yeah, lovely guy. But just a bizarre experience. At yeah. least you didn't hit him. At least you didn't hit him with like the huh, the beautiful people. Am I right? <laughs> just try to play it cool. I heard that you were the friend on the Wonder Years. Shut up, kid. <laughs> like, yeah, you get. I would imagine you got to really pick and choose. Um, yeah, yeah, you got to play it cool in front of certain certain people. Dude, it's a good thing I'm not that talented. Because there's no way I'd be able to do that. There's I mean, no way. We probably wouldn't have to, but I mean, I. John I, had like, to talk me down for 25 minutes for this. <laughs> and like, I haven't seen the episodes yet. 
And I was still like, turn on me on one of my favorite shows. Ah, Just for a table. It was bad. It was bad. (laughs) I'm like, Charlie, I wouldn't care, except that was my table. What are you doing? (laughs) Reel it in, man. Reel it in. That is so awesome. I can can only imagine, truly, um, going into... A world, literally a, a world that like existed before you showed up. You know, right. I, I would imagine that if 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 a person was there, a performer was there day one, kind of at inception, it's a little bit more, you know, it's it's more easy to be kind of grounded in 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 the work. Mm-hmm. But um, to like to to step in, I mean. You yeah. know, you know, Ramsey Bolton, you know, m- m- shows up at, at some point, and um, like it, it, it just wouldn't be possible. Like it, it's like, oh, we we need a um, we need a Puerto Rican hot dog vendor, John. We're calling your number, baby. I I would give myself about mm, fifteen minutes hard out before I'm like escorted by security. <laughs> I would just be assailing every. Every performer as they walk by, I know you. Here's a stupid fact about you uh, that you clearly knew already, but I'm just going to show you that I also know them because do you that's remember what I do. The time that you were in that movie, <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> oh, like, as horrible. soon as you get, get like hang out with everyone, we became very close very quickly. They were so nice. They are really like a family and they brought me in which was really nice. And, you know, every time we would all hang out or go out somewhere, go out to eat, you know, you get really close to everyone where it becomes, it becomes like doing scenes with your friends instead of being like, holy shit, Emily Brown doing a scene with you. Please don't sucker punch me. Like being a teenager watching Emily and now knowing her is like, so, so weird being a child. I'm like, you are the girl in series of unfortunate events. I loved you. And now, you know, it's it's crazy. I mean, are you are you ready though for like that shift? There's no putting the genie back in the bottle. Broadway, don't get me wrong. It's not like Broadway's local theater. <laughs> Broadway is this this, you know, this this mountain that some people spend their whole life trying to climb and that's a a worthwhile journey it's a beautiful journey yeah. very rarely does someone get to say like nope i am i am on broadway like this is the really real world let alone now getting to i don't want to call it transcending that but going to a, a field that's more that's a wider universe yeah. there's there's some people that broadway is they know of it but they yeah. don't necessarily geek out the way John and I and 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 yeah. you, I'm sure to a certain extent, still do. Yeah, is that weird? Like when this when this release date is announced, that is barring that they didn't CGI you. It's gonna be like a, a pelican. Um, God forbid. <laughs> Cordelia is now a cat. <laughs> um, but she has like a cool Latin flavor. Um, <laughs> what are are is that something that you're like? Oh, like everything's about to You're be... like, is there is there a preparation for that? Uh, yeah, I don't I honestly like they give you a book. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, like I was talking to my manager and my new PR 
person the other day and they were like, we're going to give you a booklet of everything you can say, everything you can't say, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I didn't even know that thing. <laughs> oh, homework. And, that's great. Homework. That's, lots of homework. That's why I want to go into this profession. Homework. <laughs> All the homework. And it's I, because on one hand, it feels like everything could change. My life could be blown up. There could be no more privacy, blah, 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 blah. Or... I, it could be exactly the same, you know, it's, there could be that thing of, it could just be, I'm on a TV show and no one, there's no real change, you know, if people aren't that crazy about my character or if blah, 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 things might not change at all. But on the other hand, things really could, and I could have, you know, however many Instagram followers and like, you know, do do interviews and things like that and have many jobs lined up, which would be wonderful. But sure. you know, it, was, it could it could just be an incredible experience and it's cool to watch myself on TV and I'm exactly the same as I was before, which I would be anyway. But, <laughs> you know, it could be the same thing where it's nothing, nothing could happen. So I think I'm just I don't know if I'm preparing myself for either one. But I think I just know that either one could happen. If I can make a recommendation, there's option three. You become like one of the faces of the industry and just somehow ignore it. And you just live the Keanu Reeves. We're like, he's been in love and dating this woman for like 48 years. And no one saw her until last Wednesday because he didn't want to like get a second hotel. He was like, no, just come to the premiere of John Wick 8. Charlie's asking me for an autograph again. And meanwhile, <laughs> one of the biggest megastars ever. I vote that every I think time. That's a great way to live. But Off if you three. need fluffy security, U.S. Comics got your back 100%. <laughs> My rates are fan, uh, fantastic. They're really I not, though. They're really not. They're bad. I feel like They're you're overcharging me. Admittedly. I can't wait for the new season. That is going to be ringing and ringing and ringing. I guess technically we do owe last week's guest, Lear, the courtesy of continuing to root for the Islanders as their, I say with a heavy as their march to the playoffs continues. Go um, Islanders! I mean, we got nothing else going on. You know, we, we, we may as well, I guess. Um <laughs> Ashley, that that's that's our time. I can't thank you. Literally, I can't thank you enough. Um, My pleasure. Contractually, I, I I cannot possibly thank you enough. <laughs> so we'll probably you know we'll probably do like sky riding, occasional letter writing campaign. Yeah, you know, like, we'll we'll get it done. It'll okay. just be on the plan. Um, I know you feel that you're not sure what the options can be one, two, or Charlie's three. I'm pretty confident. Like, I know my way around a betting slip, and the good money, the Vegas money is saying Ashley Reyes is on the doorstep of stardom. And um, the most important thing to come out of it is that U.S. Comics had you, we, we had, we lined you up. Yeah, we yeah. lined you up. I'm gonna, it's official. 
I'm going to put official. a salacious title too. Uh, we're going to re-release this episode <laughs> once everyone's talking about you. It's going to be like Ashley Reyes comments on the DC Cinematic Universe and like just imply you said something nasty. We and are going to. I'm secretly going to say Ashley Reyes for vibe. We we are going to go the director's cut route and re-release this episode at least a dozen times, like different lighting. Special we're edition. Gonna... We're going to have Andy McDowell dub in Charlie's voice so that she kind of comes full circle. I think I think she'll do a lovely job. Me too. Um, I mean, I again, Ashley, I, I don't want it to not be said. We, we appreciate so much you, you giving your time to us and joining us. I cannot wait. With bated breath on the edge of my seat, all the stupid analogies of I can't wait for this to happen. I, I, I cannot wait for this to debut. Um, one of the things I'm looking forward to the most is my inevitable I knew her when. And also let anybody knowing if they're if they're staged during Ashley, white chocolate with coconut is gross. <laughs> but I can tell you where to it. where to get it, and uh it always goes over. Ashley, you're the, you're the best. Thank you so much. Thank you both so much. This was so much fun. You know what? Yeah. I'm gonna be that acting. acting. I'm still gonna. I'm still gonna shoot my shot. Please come back. Please do this again. Oh my gosh! Please have me back. I. You can replace John tomorrow. Come on. I can't pay you anything. She didn't even ask if she could. You're just throwing it out there as an option. I'm, and you get John's hat. I'll clean it. It'll. It'll just be a great look. I mean, that'll be fine. I've, I got a lot of them. I got a lot of them. For the tremendous Ashley Reyes. I am the COO of U.S. Comics. My brother is the CEO of U.S. Comics. And you know what the mission is. Go to all of our social media at U.S. Comics HQ, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, the YouTubes. Hell, you can even find us on Twitch for some reason. Um, we don't play games, but they put up the videos and people <laughs> like it. Uh, you can also rate, comment, and subscribe our show on iTunes. It's U.S. Comics Cast, but you can listen to the show wherever you can hear a podcast. Boom. U.S. Comics is there. You want a t-shirt? Send me a message on social media, and I will sell you one at a high, high markup. Never mind. John, I have to ask you this, and I'm going to ask you it in front of the tremendous Ashley Reyes. What is the only way that we end episodes of U.S. Comics Cast? Turn on stars and wait for the debut of season three of American Gods. That's accurate. In fact, unsubscribe to stars and, <laughs> and send them an email saying it's only for Ashley Reyes. That's but fair. what's the other step, John? Oh, that's right. You got to listen to a little bit of Bad Mary. Take us out.
Wake up.